right, welcome into the post-game edition of Hear That Podcast. Growling the walkout. Jay and I, I had to walk up the stairs. Jay walked, are you, did you walk to your basement? Or did you just? I watched the game in the basement. I had to walk up two flights of stairs to go to the bathroom and then walk two flights back down to do this. <laughs> so we walked. So we're doing the walkout. You know, the new, uh, <laughs> new, new COVID-19 rules have us not uh, traveling, certainly not in games that would require flying as nobody, I don't think anybody anybody travel i don't think anybody traveled um with the team so we're all, we're at home home base and uh good because i would really feel sad if i spent days staying away from my family and traveling across the country to watch that crap game uh between two teams that are very bad who will probably both be picking in the top five of the draft next year uh try to uh out crap each other uh on the ways to what ended up being a 23 to 23 tie between the eagles and and the Bengals, neither team wanting it, neither team deserving it, neither team getting it. Quick reminder, $1 a month to subscribe to The Athletic right now. We've got a deal. We've got a million subscribers. So in honor of that, we've been doing this $1 per month to subscribe right now. Best deal you'll ever get. Uh, so if you're listening to this, want to read all our content on the site, uh, whether you're talking about Reds in the playoffs now, Bengals, or the 400-plus reporters that we have across this country and in the UK, you want to talk about Everton, who's on fire, read Greg O'Keefe, talk about that. Um, you can get all of that content for just $1 a month. Subscribe now. Go to www.theathletic.com slash hear that podcast growling and uh, click the link there to subscribe. The, we talked after the game and Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, from a Bengals perspective, through the Bengals lens, this is a giant L. Forget the T. They're not holding the T. They're holding the L because this is a game that you just you just have to you have to win. You 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 win the turnover battle. You make some plays. You go up against a bad team who was injured and beat up. And Carson Wentz is a is a mental mess right now. And you can't finish. You had 18 different opportunities to finish to put this game away, and you couldn't do it once. It's just it's 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 a it's a huge L. Forget forget the tie. It's the L. It is. I mean, last week we talked about how they had that that one chance. They needed that one stop to give the offense a chance to win the game. This this time there was no giving the offense a chance. They had the lead. They needed one stop and they win the game. And they really the defense had played pretty well for most of the second half. And then when the game's on the line, two pass interference calls and they let Wentz get out on a scramble and run for the game tying touchdown. I mean, it's just. It's just unbelievable, um, and we've talked about this. The, all the losses in these in these one score games, yes, some of them were backdoor covers, but a, a lot of them come down to this: games where they had leads in the fourth quarter and couldn't figure out a way to, how to keep them. No, it, and, and it's and it's not even. I mean, you know. You get the ball at the 41 with Joe Burrow and your offense has been on fire in overtime. Um, and you can't, you move backwards. You get the ball in overtime and you get, you run twice. They're running crosses with AJ Green on this third and middle. AJ Green has no separation. Everything we talked about last week. You know, those should be easy. A.J. Green catching runs into space, and instead he's getting closed on, and they end up short of the sticks. We saw it earlier in the game. We saw it in overtime. You, you can't get the stops when you need them at the end of the half. You miss – count. you get two field goals when you get the ball in 
Eagles territory uh, instead of pushing it into the end zone. You know, it just seems like th- these are the types of things. They're just they're they're the they're the marks of bad teams. They're the marks of teams that never get over the hump in the NFL, and it's been the defining factor of this franchise for. Certainly since Zach Taylor has been here and even a little bit before that. I mean, and the, the number is what it is. It's now 15 straight games. They haven't won one-score games. 15 in a row. That is the longest in the history of the NFL. We told you before that uh, it was it was the longest going back to the two-point conversion. Well, now we go all the way back. They now tied the 1938 to 1941 Chicago Cardinals. There are no Los Angeles Dons, but uh, it is great that two years in a row we get to go with really generational stats uh, that the Bengals and just few, they, 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 they have futility stats better than anybody in the game, and they know how to do it, and it's, it, that's who they are right now. Right now, the Bengals are a team that don't know how to win games. They don't know how to finish games. They don't know how to make the big play to win games. They don't know how to do the little things to win games. It's who they are. You just wait for them to find out how they're not going to find a way to do it this time. That's what it is, whether it's, you know, the pass interference and Randy Bullock's CZ Cavs, or whether it's the defense being unable to do anything but get run over with five minutes left in Cleveland, or whether it's everything that went wrong uh, in, in in being unable to close the game in Philadelphia and end up the, the Eagles gift them a tie at the end. Um, that's who they are right now, and I don't know. I don't know the way out of that. Like I don't know enough about how you pull yourself out of fifteen in a row in games like this, or or if you just kind of have a mentality of of you go into it thinking this is who you are. You pull yourself out of it by getting a stop. I mean, it, it, as crazy as it sounds, it, it, it felt like if, if they found a way to win this game like they should have, that 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 all that history of all those one-score losses almost just kind of wash away, and then you go home to play a really bad Jacksonville team that is is, is struggling, lost at home to Miami. Thursday night and and you've got a legitimate shot to go two and two and then all of a sudden there's it's just a totally different feel and now you sit here at o two and one having basically pissed this one away and th- th- if they beat Jacksonville I mean one two and one it, it, it's like a soccer record it, it, they're, they're still not I mean even if they win that game close it's going to have a different feel than had they pulled this one out and then gone two and two against Jacksonville um it, it was it just felt like this was the one where the the defense rose up a little bit in the second half made some big plays I'm, I'm going to go back and count this when we finish this but they must have had eight or nine uh plays for loss tackles for loss sacks um they 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 really played much better than we've seen in the past and then it, the game on the line they they revert to their old selves with with penalties and and just losing contain and letting Carson Wentz get out and beat you um it's just this one i i feel of all the ones this one is going to sit with them the longest because even if they beat Jacksonville it's just it it just feels like you're going to be dwelling on what you lost in Philadelphia yeah i mean and I, there's a point in this game that I go back to that at the moment it happened, you just said, oh, you got to put him away. And it was you had all the momentum after the LaShawn Sims interception. Wentz throws it right to him. Terrible throw by Carson Wentz. Joe Burrow leaps into the air in the background, and he was on fire. I mean, Joe Burrow was on fire at that point. He, the streak was 13 in a row. It ended up at he completes. 
and they get down into the in, into the red zone inside the 10, I believe. And what happens? You know, they they try to throw a, a fade to Tate. Yet another everyone's favorite second and long run does nothing again. And then another fade to Tate, and you settle for the field goal, and, and it's 23-16. You had all the momentum in the world. You had a quarterback who's on fire, and you can't put it in the end zone. When the moment that happened, you knew that the, the door was just left open, and you, you knew what was going to eventually happen. And, you know, it took longer, and the Eagles were, were bad enough that you, there was a, you thought there was still a chance. Uh, but, you know, to me, that was the moment I go back to, amongst many, uh, the first half full of them, but particularly that one where it's like finish them when you're hot, finish them when you've got them, finish them when they're reeling, and you, and they didn't. They didn't. They didn't finish them, and instead you end up with whatever this is. Well, what's worse, the second and long run or the fade on third down? I've got no problem with a fade on first or second down, but third down, it just seems like there's a higher percentage play to go to and I know Auden Tate's got that crazy range but it just having just gone to that two plays earlier that that seemed like kind of a straw grasp right there and you're right that was where it was that the game was in their hands right there and they let it slip away yeah I mean I second and long run just it's, it's just, we, we you know I wrote about it we talked about it um you know there's it's just it's too cute like they're just there's an obsession with like okay we can catch them not being ready for this but they always are like it's not working it has been bad it is there they you know joe mixon has more second and long runs than anybody in football entered in the game he had a bunch more today none of them are effective like they're it's not catching them off guard when you do it all the time and they're just waiting for it and sitting on it and and you know again the inability of the run game to get going we haven't talked about the most important thing yet, but the, this kind of plays hand in hand when you talk about a day where Joe Mixon has 17 carries for 49 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. And that's with an 11 right off the jump. You know, they, they got the big run early and you're thinking, OK, maybe they're going to be able to get that thing going again. Well, from that point forward, he has 16 for 38. And it's like <laughs> you, you, you force yourself to put Joe Burrow back that and back there. And what happens? Eight sacks. Billy Price trying to play right guard. Uh, after coming in for Fred Johnson at halftime, and Fletcher Cox just eats his lunch twice in huge spots. You know, you have Malik Jackson unloading an absolute monster shot on Joe Burrow in the first half that sent him out for a play. Look, I mean, like, we've been talking about this, but this stuff adds up. You can talk all you want about uh, he'll throw it as many times as he need to, and he's tough, and he'll take the hits. It's They don't have anywhere else to go. If you can't run the ball, you can't take pressure off of them by doing that. It forces you to drop back, and this is what it's going to look like. It's just, it's just so many hits. By the way, the Malik Jackson hit, not a goddamn. That needs a new category. It's like, can we, what is it? What would the, what would the new, if it's ouch and it's goddamn, then the new category would be just, you know, hospital. I don't know. Like yeah, possible flatline. Possible. <laughs> it's just, it's just an ambulance hit. I mean, that's what it is. It's like the old, uh, the old Madden game where the ambulance would come out to the field and like, it would like half run over some people that are on the ground and shove them out of the way to put the quarterback or whoever into the back and then, then drive off. Like that's. That's what that hit felt like. You, you, there's just there's only so many of those that anybody has in them, and 
you know, it's it's tough to watch right now. It's it's tough to watch because Joe Burrow is playing, is doing everything he can do. I will credit Joe, but he is doing everything he can do back there. There's some things, maybe some throws you'd like he probably would have back and wish he could, but he's doing everything he can. He ends up 31 of 44, uh, 7.1 yards per attempt. He goes over 300 yards again, two touchdowns, no picks, uh, passer rating 105.5. I mean, it, he did what you need. He did most of what you needed to do, but he has no help. He has no help. He, Joe has had some some really good quotes in, in his short time as a Bengal. He had one of the most ridiculous ones I've ever heard in my life today. And this is not a knock on Joe. This is the situation they're in. But I had asked him about you know, how much they were limited in what they wanted to do because he talked about it was an emphasis to go down the field. And I asked him how limited they were in trying to do that because the pressure was there. And he says, I just need to make one or two guys miss in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's where your quarterback is at, putting the blame on himself because he couldn't make one or two guys miss in the pocket, that, that's just, that just says it all right there. The and and there's just the problem is there's no answers. Like it, it's real easy to sit there and say I'll fix. They gotta fix that line. Will you ain't there? There's there's no nobody's showing up outside of whenever Xavier Suafilo feels better. There's just there. It's not. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. You know. I mean, who, who are you? Where are you gonna? What are you? Where are you gonna get somebody? You know. It, it goes back to the off season. We talked about it over and over again. They believed in their line. They believed in their guys. And they're gonna get better. And Jonah Williams is gonna be an upgrade. And Michael Jordan's gonna take a big jump. And all that stuff. Well, here you are. And granted, right guard and the injured Xavier Suafilo has hurt them. Um, obviously. I mean. What Fletcher Cox did in the in important moments of this game to Billy Price was uh, criminal, but you know, it's just there's not like there's some answer. Like it's not like there's something you can do or put in Alex Redman. Like I, what are we? And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hope Xavier Suafilo gets back. I mean, he's not <laughs> the answer, but I mean, honestly, you could. The, all the talk has been about the the biggest injury issue has been Geno Atkins. You can argue that Xavier Suafilo going out is is a much bigger issue right now. Um, as much as the defense misses Geno Atkins, I mean, this is where they're at. They Billy Price had two penalties today that ended up being better than what the alternative would have been. <laughs> he had he had the false start on first down down at the goal line when. Joe Mixon, I think, lost four or five yards. So instead of second and goal from the nine, it's it's first and goal from the nine. The 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 false start worked in their favor, and then he had a hold on Fletcher Cox, where if he doesn't hold him, Fletcher Cox Fletcher Cox might kill Joe Burrow. I mean, he just totally went right past Billy, and Billy had it was like you know the the guy fouling a guy in basketball once he he blows by <laughs> you. He had no choice. He had to grab him and hold him. If he doesn't, maybe maybe Burrow doesn't finish that game. I mean, it's just. It, there are no answers. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to be an upgrade when Xavier Suafilo gets back. We don't know when that's going to be, but you still have issues on the edge. Jonah Williams, um, still a rookie, still getting beat. Not every time, obviously, but still still struggling there. Uh, they're, they're putting Drew Sample on 
Derek Barnett one-on-one. I mean, you'd think they'd kind of learn the lesson when they had him lined up one-on-one against Jadavian Clowney on his first snap in the NFL last year in the season opener. They're just, they're not putting themselves in good positions. And, and that just goes along with the theme of not putting themselves in good position to start the year by not seriously addressing the offensive line. Yeah, it's a problem. And, and even and even then, you know, you had you score twenty three points, and, and you know they had that run. I mean, where they started to protect a little, um, and, and you know we're ripping Billy Price, him and Seaton Carter, great blocks on a huge long throw to Giovanni Bernard on third and long, and and but w- when they were kind of holding up there was when Burrow caught fire. It's like just give this guy some time, give him some clean pockets, and you see what he can do. Even when you don't, I mean, he has the spin move, the pirouette on the sideline, and the throw to Higgins. It ends up not counting, but like, I mean, the guys out there making plays for you, looking downfield, what he can do there is is fantastic. And he's go- because of who he is, he's gonna hang in there. He's gonna hang in there and try to take these hits and try to make plays, um, and he—it's he, just you know the odds of him finishing this season or not having to miss time at some point. At some at some point, I mean, it would if he gets through all sixteen games. I mean, he'll he'll be a tough guy, hero, tough guy, Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, because he's just he's taking it all on himself right now. I mean, this dude's in his third game in the league, um, and I think you know we to go back to what we opened with. He's gonna be what's gonna have to get them over the hump. Like he is gonna have to be the reason they believe and can start winning some of these one score games, some of these close games, games that they have in their hands to put the killer instinct on and put them away. He has that in him. He, I, you know, he clearly has that ability. Maybe that's gonna take time. Maybe it's gonna take just a little, give him a little bit of help. He had the chances, opportunities today, and they couldn't do anything. He's mostly because he was running for his life, you know, but. He's gonna have to be the reason that they start winning these games because I, you know, I, I don't anything other than that. I don't see what pulls them out where all of a sudden they're able to win. And and, and I'll ask you this, Jay. Here's the question. And and we've and we've talked about this in the past. I mean, how much of losing close games is coaching? We have a, we have a young, inexperienced coaching staff that now has not won a single one possession game, a single close game is how much of that goes back to them. What, what sliver of the pie, what's what percentage of the pie goes to them? Yeah. I mean, you, you would say at least half, I I don't want to put it all on them, but there's, you know, there's play calling issues. There's just attitude. um, Just, you know, sending that belief down from the staff. I mean, you think about it, that, that long pass to T Higgins was just a tick off. I need to go back and watch that again. That, that could have it. The, the defender got his hand in there. It, I don't know if he disrupted T's hand, but there, there were so many little things and it. It just, it feels like players aren't stepping up to make the plays and the coaches aren't getting them in the best position to, to make the plays. I mean, we, it, this wasn't the end of the game. This was the end of the first half. And they, they tried to, get cute on defense and disguise man coverage and they get burned for a touch. There's, there's miscommunication and Derek Phillips or Darius Phillips lets the receiver go and he, he walks in for an easy touchdown. It, it just, just line up and do what you do best. It don't quit trying to get cute. Um, maybe they learned their lesson today. Who knows? But there, there was, 
there was just so many opportunities there. So you you can't put it all on the coaches, can't put it all on the players. I, I'm going to go a 50-50 split in this one. It just it, the opportunities were there, and I think both sides of that let the team down. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're there. There's certain things where you just can't, you know, that there's only so much that coaches can do. But you know, there also, I mean, it that's them. I mean, there it's one one decision here, one decision there, one person you play there, one scheme there, you know, one bit of aggressiveness wherever or whatever it is. I mean, is the difference in so many games and putting them away, and whether that's red zone play calling or whatever. I mean. Uh, which you know they had a couple of red zone TDs today to T Higgins. Um, it, there is, I mean that's that's what it is. I mean it fall it does fall back a, a significant chunk on them. And and when you've not done it, you know when you're over, when you're over as a coach, like that's hard to run from. It is, and 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 we can blame the players all we want to last year, but at a certain point, the players on the field have you in a close game. And why can why can this team not win those? Why is that? I mean, it's a question that they've got a they've got a soul search about, and it's really um, you know the biggest one in front of them as a team right now. We'll try to answer it. We'll we'll do our we'll we'll do our best. And let me tell you what that Eagles team ain't winning many games this year. No, I would love to see how bad Doug Peterson's getting skewered right now for. Oh. Not for punting instead of going for the sixty-four yard field goal, and and really the Bengals should be zero and three because if if the left guard, I believe it was left guard, if he doesn't yeah. false start on that on that field goal attempt, it's going to be a fifty-nine yard. There's no doubt in my mind that Jake Elliott lights up Bengals Twitter and makes that game winner and just sends all the Bengals fans back in into their their depression about uh, the Bengals letting him go his rookie year. Um, as good as Randy Bullock's been since that one miss. Uh, he, he's never going to live down Jake Elliott. And there was no doubt in my mind they would have made that. I think if they'd have gone for the 64 yarder, he probably would have made that. Um, so that the Bengals are, should they, Zach said he didn't know how to feel. Joe said he knew how to feel. He said it's a loss. It's not a win. Um, it, it should have been, it should have been a, a legitimate loss because if you give Jake Elliott that chance to kick that last field goal, I, I, I would put money. He would have made it. Yeah, it felt it, it felt like because it always for Bengals fans, I feel like it always ends in the worst possible snag. The, the most like just the deepest stab in the back. It always go, ends that way. So it really felt like that's how it was going to end. But it didn't. You know, Nate Herbig makes you know you get the false start, all that other stuff, and they go for the tie. I mean, there's a lot of you know Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson. You name it, who they're all getting. Uh, I'm sure they're all getting skewered in Philadelphia. All right. Well, thanks everybody uh, for listening to the walkout. We'll of course be back um, with HTPG on Tuesday um, to talk a little bit about where they go from here, developments as they go forward to the Jacksonville game, and uh, I don't know. We'll reevaluate at that point. But anyway, hey, Bengals don't lose. Neither team wins. It's just uh, kind of the way it goes. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to The Walkout. Uh, We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Have a good one.